Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Dana Coverstone here in the studio with me today. I just picked him up at the airport as he is going to be speaking at our Solemn September Assembly this weekend, October 18, 19, and 20. If you have not registered by the time you hear this, well, I guess you can still register. As a matter of fact, you can still register even at the door, but at last count we have 420 people, so it's getting pretty close to full. Anyway, go to watchmanstrumpet.com, watchmanstrumpet.com, read every word of it. It'll explain to you all about what we're doing. In the meantime, I've just been talking with Dana. He's had some interesting things I want to share with you. Uh, first of all, to introduce him, uh, Pastor Dana Coverstone, ministry, 29 years, 10 years pastoring at the Living Word Ministries uh, Church in Burksville, Kentucky. So, Dana, welcome to the Prophecy Club. Well, Stan, it's great to be with you. I appreciate not just you picking me up from the airport, but you know, bringing me here for the for the conference. And I'm excited about being a part of that. And not just because of the dream, but because we need people praying in Amen. this country. Amen. America's at an interesting place. Uh, and, that's and positive. Places interesting. Yeah, it's interest, worse than that. <laughs> a place that's never been before. Amen. And for us to be here, uh, to pray, to make a difference, is all that God can do for us and through us and with Amen. us. So I'm excited to be a part. Okay. So as we were coming home, you began telling me about some amazing stories in Egypt. You were in Egypt a week ago. Tell us. Yeah, it was a year ago this week. I was in Egypt with some pastors from uh, Kentucky, some of the guy. And uh, as we were there, we got to meet some people who had had dreams. We began to find and discover that a lot of people in the Muslim world are having dreams. Jesus appears to them in a dream and says, come and see this person. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm having them. I'm sorry, Stan. No, nope, got it. I got it. No problem. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. Yeah. Uh, I, I want you to tell him what you just told me. What What has just been going on? Because he just. We're, we 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 do this in advance, and I'm going to keep rolling because I want I want them to understand that the battle that we're in is is a serious battle, and we can't quit. Okay. So you were just telling me every time you start talking about this. This is what happens. What What is Every this? time I what tell is... this specific story, I feel physical illness come all over me uh, to, the, to the place of throwing up like I just did. Um, in the Muslim world, Muslims are having dreams. And in those dreams, Jesus appears to them, <coughs> tells them to go to a certain location. Do I need to get a trash can? I, I think I'm okay. good now. <laughs> I can run. I, I know where it's at now. Okay, go ahead. But Muslims are being told in these dreams by Jesus or Isa in Arabic, to go to a certain place. <coughs> Look for a certain person. <coughs> keep going. Keep rolling. It's okay. It's okay. I, wa- I want them to know the battle that oh, we yeah. are all fighting. We have to be ready to, to not quit, to brace, to endure to the end. And in okay? that process, they go to these places where Jesus has just appeared to them in a dream. They go to those locations, those places. They see the numbers of the, of the doors, the roads. They'll knock on those doors, they see those people, and those people will say, what are you here for? And they'll say, Isa, Jesus appeared to me in a dream and told me to come here. And then those people <clears throat> are led to Jesus. Wow. Those people are <clears throat> discipled by those people who answered the door. And I got to meet people who both had dreamed those things and then got to meet the people who had actually opened the door wow. and they knocked on the door. And so, and, and so the significance then wasn't just the dream that I had. It's the dreams that God is giving people around the world that are lost. <clears throat> a lot of those nations where 
we don't have missionaries that can just go into some of these Muslim nations. Right. It's illegal to have a Bible. Illegal to be a Christian. You can be killed if you become a Christian. And so Jesus has gone behind enemy lines and to the Holy Spirit to give these people dreams. Wow. And so nine out of ten Muslims, and this is what I heard from some of our, some of our friends in Cairo, Egypt last year, about nine out of ten Muslims that come to Christ are coming to Christ because they're having dreams. Wow. So, you know, now, this <clears throat> says that we're coming. Is this something new? I mean, just recently? It's been happening in the last several years, but it's accelerated. It's increased. You know, I, I think I told you. So he's getting ready for the new wave. <laughs> I guess that's a yes. Exactly. Now, I'm going to keep it rolling. I want them. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, not everything in the spirit is just <clears throat> hunky-dory. And not everything comes easy. I've had a lot of people who have said, oh, man, it must be great. You've had these dreams. You've had all these things. I've always been a, I've always been a solid preacher when it comes to, uh, you know, dealing with the issues, the, the, the concerns, the thing, calling sin, sin, doing those things. Mm-hmm. But even I've noticed in the last several months, um, and the attacks on me when I'm preaching, things that go through your head. And most preachers, most pastors, are going to tell you you deal with that from time to time. There was a time this summer where every single Saturday night, every single Saturday night for like eleven weeks in a row, I was up throwing up till two or three in the morning. Mm. Morning come, be perfectly all right. But I was up all night. And so those type of attacks. And so when we were in, on, in your car on the way back here and we were talking about that thing, I could feel like a heartburn just rising up. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, man, I don't want to have to ask Dan to you were, pull you were, over. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and so, and even this, we, you know, we start talking about it. And the next thing you know, I start getting these, these attacks. Well, see, I think there's a lot of people that aren't going to be at this solemn September assembly because they had something go wrong, some kind of an attack, they couldn't get off, <laughs> the money didn't come in, blah, da da blah, da da And here's what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, you've got to push through. If the yeah. tire is going to be flat, it's going to be flat on Saturday or Sunday morning. Yep. If the toilet's going to back up, it's going to happen on Sunday morning. morning yeah. Okay. So there's always, you just got to push <clears throat> on through. Yeah. Uh, Henry Gruber said, if nothing's going wrong, we wonder what's wrong. Yeah, well, even when you first asked me about coming and being a part of this, um, Doctors changed some things with one of my daughters in a situation there, and we had some real concerns. And then we were praying, asking the Lord for wisdom, direction. That you know that fell away. Last night I was up again. Last night, you know, getting on the plane this morning, <clears throat> all last night up sick. This morning not feeling well. Coming here and this is going on, and it's almost like the enemy knows the the potential for what could happen here. Amen. Yeah. Good and stuff. and my wife would always say. It's going to be a good service. That's right. When you get sick. That's right. And she wasn't making fun of that. She was just saying every time that happens, there's a there's a um, there's an attack launched against what God wants to do. And the enemy can't know everything that's going on, but he can know when the Holy Spirit's moving and working. He can he can sense that presence just like we can. So uh, a lot of times the opposition comes just like that. Okay, so as soon as you take your next drink, (laughs) the point I'm trying to make here is, brothers and sisters, do not think, okay, well, if this is God, then I'm going to have the money, I'm going to be able to get off, and everything is going to go smooth. Actually, if that happens, if you're waiting for that, you're probably not going to do much for the Lord. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers of darkness, spiritualities, forces, I mean, forces of darkness. Um. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I've had people tell me, 
you know, well, Satan, he, he doesn't really get as involved in our lives as we think. Satan doesn't want to give you a head cold. He wants to destroy you. He, wants, right. he wants to ruin your life, your testimony, your reputation, your marriage, your family, your kids. He wants to, he wants to tear those things to pieces because that's all he knows how to do is ruin, right. ruin what God has blessed and done in your life. And so uh, we deal with a lot of those things in a lot of ways that we just can't even imagine. But it's out there. It's real. And the fight is real. And the wars, it, it's warfare. It is right. absolute warfare right. 24-7 sometimes. So If you're not in war, you're not doing anything. Okay, if nothing's going wrong in your life, then you, you're not bothering the devil. Uh, look, if you're bothering the devil, then he starts bothering you. But we have more power through the blood of Christ. And yeah. so we have to use it. We have to understand who we are. Okay, so back to Egypt. Oh, back to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Well, I'm going to pause while he goes to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, we're back from throwing up. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So yeah, we are. You, you were just saying a lot of people email you and say, what do you mean brace yourself? In all, in many of the dreams, I've had that, that, that figure appear and say, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself endure the end, brace yourself. And so people will call, email, text, and they'll say, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? And, I'll, and I'll say to them, well, you've seen the dream, so what do you sense? Well, you know, we know the things are falling apart and the world's kind of getting crazy. And Okay, so well, well, how are you praying? Well, I'm not really sure how to pray specifically about that. And, and what I've been saying to a lot of people is pray aggressively, pray specifically, pray strategically. We're beyond the days where it's, okay, Lord, just bless our service. We need to be saying, right. Lord, walk into this service today. Bring conviction to those that are here. Help us to get our lives together. Help us to deal with the sin that's going on in us. Help us to make sure our families are ready for Jesus whenever he comes. Help us to make sure we're ready to fight the, the onslaught, the things that are going to happen. Help, help get us ready for those things. But a lot of times our prayers are just real simple, real basic. We need to be specific. God answers specific prayers. And a lot of times if, you know, when 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 everything is broken loose, when you get that call from the ER, hey, your son's been in an accident, you need to be here now. All of a sudden, our prayer life, it expands, it gets Correct. amplified immediately. Why? Because we got to touch God right now. Yeah. Well, we're at the stage in America right now where we need That's to be right. living that type of prayer every single moment because right. we're watching cities burn. We're watching incredible, there's incredible suggestions out there right now about what could happen depending on who wins the election. Uh, we see we see angry, hostile people. We see incredible acts of violence every day. You know, two officers sitting in their car in L.A. A guy walks up, basically summarily executes them. And yet, the media, you, you got people outside the hospital, make shouting. They hope those cop, the, the one cop that's still alive, dies. Yeah. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Someone set an apartment an apartment on fire with people in it. That has nothing to do with protest. That has nothing to do with racial equality That's those or wolves police brutality. Being That's the wolves. And and if they're doing that to people who are sitting living in apartment complexes, what will they do to the church? I saw I can't remember where it was. Go to the cities. One of the cities <laughs> one of the somebody broke into a Catholic church during the day. Well in the day came to pray. Wow. And decapitated a marble statue of Christ. Wow. That was in, that was here in this country. And so we're going to see those things happen. Mm-hmm. Churches are going to be attacked. Why? Because of the message that we preach. We don't preach one life matters. We preach all lives matter. We preach unborn lives matter. We preach that certain lifestyles are sin. And the more we preach and teach those things and declare them as part of God's truth, we're going to be attacked. We're going to be uh, discouraged. We're, we're going to be we're going to be aimed at. We're going to be targeted. 
And so many people in the church world still believe that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. These things can't happen it'll to pass. us. It'll pass. It'll pass. It's just a bad dream we'll wake up from. It'll no, pass. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Martin Luther King was assassinated. John F. Kennedy was assassinated. You look at that, that, that first couple years of the 60s. Government was going in a very good direction. Civil rights was on the move. And my dad marched with Martin Luther King. One mm. of the proudest things in my life I'm proud of. My dad marched with Martin Luther King. There's a story, another story behind that, but nonetheless. These people who were trying to make move things forward, and literally, in, in fact, move the nation forward. And what happened to them? They took a bullet. They took a bullet. Martin Luther King, and I don't, I don't agree with every aspect of Martin Luther King's life. He was a pastor. Dr. Martin Luther King, I understand that. But he took a bullet because of what he was trying to encourage in our country. He was making a national difference. He was making an American difference. He was he was writing history that we look back now. We've had we've had a black an uh, African American president. All because Martin Luther King marched in Washington like he did and encouraged the civil rights movement. We can be glad for that. I'm I'm proud that I live in a country that allowed those things to happen. And what I mean by the, allow those things, that, that let people march, let people protest, let people say we're tired of this. Okay, I do agree. We've got a lot of racial inequality in our country. I'm not going to judge every cop because of one cop. Correct. I'm not going to judge every pastor because of one pastor or every prophecy person because of, of one person. But so we've got to understand that we, we need to have, have discernment. We need our people to be praying and listening to the Holy Spirit so that when somebody says something, we know immediately that's that's of God, that's not of God. We need people that Paul talked about, the Bereans, who took time to study every single thing that was being said and taught. And they even checked out Paul. Paul wasn't offended. Paul commended them for being Bereans who checked out what he was saying to make sure it lined up with the Word of God. And we are, we are even ever more in that position today where we have got to know that what we're hearing is the word of God, that what we're hearing is the voice of God, what we're, what we're sensing is the heart of God, because there's a whole lot of voices out there. Peter talked about it, James talked about it, Paul talked about it. We know those voices were coming. Even Jesus said, you know, many will come in my name, saying, come over here, I'm, I'm out here, I'm in, the des- I'm in the wilderness, I'm in the desert, whatever. There's going to be a lot of voices trying to get our attention. And even, even in Revelation, we find out you know, from Jesus that even the elect will be deceived. That says a whole lot. Okay, let me go back to the Egypt thing. So it's been over the last couple of years, but you're saying it's ramped up and a whole lot lately where Muslims in Egypt are getting dreams, sending them to the right person at the right door to get saved. So my question is, is this because there's a new season, a new spiritual season? Is this the movement of the Holy Spirit? Is this preparing? Are we getting ready for the last days? What's going on? For the last 25 to 30 years within the Assemblies of God, there's been a big emphasis on praying for that 1040 window, which involves a lot of those nations that are Muslim-led or led by Muslim dictators or tyrants or just by Muslim kings who do not know who Jesus is, who have no understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So people have been praying for that 1040 window in a lot bigger way, and not just within the Assemblies of God. I mean, the church as a whole has been praying. I, I don't know when that that when that that phrase was coined, 
but most likely late 70s, early 80s. I remember hearing it at college, and I went there in 87. So probably in the 80s, someone said, hey, this this area is where we have the fewest churches, the fewest missionaries, the fewest Christians. So people began to pray about that. So I see it as being uh, as a, conglomer- a conglomeration of things. I see it, number one, as being the Holy Spirit has found a way to work in those communities where we can't send missionaries and we can't send the gospel tools, and a lot of the Internet things are blocked or, or, or limited. Um, one of the things that, that's happened with me in the last couple of months is this. I have had uh, Facebook Messenger conversations with people from Pakistan. Okay. Hmm. Somebody sends a message and saying, hey, I saw your video in a coffee bar in Pakistan. Well, I use the name of Jesus in that video. I talk about godly things. Um, tell the church what to do, or give some suggestions of what the church should do. Let me say it that way. And this lady is sitting in a coffee bar in Pakistan, sees my dream, contacts me and says, will you talk to some of my family? Sure. So a couple weeks later, I get a message, go to FaceTime them. I'm talking to about 100 people. Whoa. In the Pakistani home. Wow. Only a few of them are Christians. Most of them have never heard the gospel. Wow. Have never had the Bible read to them. And so I say, what do you want me to do? And she says, tell us about Jesus. Wow. Tell us as much as you can. We, we've never seen a Bible. Most of us have never seen a Bible. We've never read the Bible. We've heard, all, we've heard from people about the Bible. We can't have one. So, so I just opened a John began to share some things, preach Jesus. But don't you see an increased <laughs> movement of the Spirit these days? See, because Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress in the day of affliction. <clears throat> the Gentiles will come to thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. And are made in themselves gods that are not gods. In other words, Buddha and Allah and these sort of things. Right. Therefore, this once, I will cause them to know. <clears throat> I will cause them to know my hand and my mind, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. I believe that there's a high possibility, high probability, that based upon what you said and the Bible said, and the whole picture of all you said, we could see that start perhaps even this weekend. We could see that mighty rushing wind, tongues of fire, only not what they saw in the upper room. It'll be bigger and more powerful. Two people say sevenfold. Exactly. Uh, pastor Larry Reed, a black pastor from Atlanta, had interviewed me about a month ago and said that within the black community, they're seeing an increase in dreams and visions. There you go. I've spoken to two Hispanic pastors who have told me within the Hispanic community, they're seeing an increase in dreams and visions. Japanese-American from San Francisco calls the church one morning and says, Pastor Dana, I've been watching your videos, and I want you to know that among the Oriental families and people here in San Francisco, we are seeing an increase in dreams and visions. Hallelujah. Last week I got a phone call. Phone call from a couple in Oklahoma. They've got three kids. Kids were sleeping. And one night about 2.30 in the morning, one of their kids comes in the room and says, Mom, Dad, wake up. Mom, Dad, wake up. Right now, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it was shaking the bed. They're like, what are you doing? She said, I just had a dream. And in that dream, 
Jesus told me to tell you, Mom and Dad, that you don't have much time to get your lives right with Jesus and do it now, do it now, do it now. Now, 2.30 in the morning, when your daughter comes in and says, I've had a dream, and this is, these attention. are people who do not go to church. They used to go to church, got hurt, got wounded, got burned in the church. But that couple called the next morning to say, look, Pastor Dana, our daughter had a dream, and she felt compelled to come in and tell us, and there was so much conviction in what she said. It was almost like God was standing in the room. And so mm. right there and then, we got our other two kids up, and we prayed the sinner's prayer. Wow. We're looking for a church, and, and they've been watching online now with us, but... I'm hearing stuff like that from people too, and this is this is this is a, a seven or eight year old girl that had a dream about Jesus. Wow! And so it's not just Muslims; it's not just the things that are going on around the world. It's happening. It's happening in Oklahoma. Muslims, Japanese, Oklahoma, Pakistan, several races. You name. I mean, it's just, in other words, that you know, when 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 Joel said, "I will pour my spirit out on all flesh," and you go back to that word, "pour." Amen. Pour, pour. It's not a drop. It's not a drizzle. It's not a mist. It's a pouring out. I, I was watching the news this week and seeing some of like like the flooding in in the southern yeah. southern Gulf. Yeah. You know, they got four months of rain in four hours. Wow. Now that's unprecedented. And they can they can talk about global warming all they want. The fires in California. It's they, not by the nature. It's Father God. Exactly. <laughs> these are these are things of judgment. Uh, and it's, it's interesting how all the fires. In, on the West Coast, stopped conveniently at the at the Canadian, at the Canadian border, U.S. Right. border, yeah, that's you know, right. and they've arrested many people for you know starting them. Yeah, they're starting. Um, Not global warming; it's just evil people there. It's, it's just idiots doing what they want to do. But we are seeing the outpouring of the Spirit in a way, and I I, and I, I want okay. to believe it's be, just the beginning. Of All right, it. Yeah, you're about to answer my question. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen at this solemn September assembly? I believe that we're going to see people inspired, number one, to pray like they've never prayed before. I believe that we're going to see a movement of more aggressive prayer. And, and look, when I was a kid, I got saved when I was 15 years old. I learned to pray because I started going to a, a men's meeting, and I got to watch these guys pace and pray, sit and pray. But I got to hear them pray out loud. Mm. Um, and that was the key. I didn't know you could pray about these certain things. I heard mm-hmm. them pray about President Ronald Reagan. Uh, Gorbachev was the president you know, of, of uh, Soviet Union. You had the wall and all these things. were going. So I was able to hear these men pray about political things. I got to hear them pray about their wives when they were, had diagnosis that was not good. I got to hear them pray for their kids and grandkids. I got to hear them pray about the president, our church, the pastor. You know, I got to see these guys every 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 Saturday lay hands on me and pray for me as a 15 year old kid mm. who was starting to feel the call of God in my life. And so, when I pray, I pray a lot like I learned from them. Amen. I, I'm not allowed. I don't yell and scream. But I'm a loud prayer. I walk. I pace. I pray. I can't sit still. And about about a year ago, someone in the church said, Pastor Dana, do you realize that when your son prays? He prays just like you do. And I Amen. said, what do you mean? Well, he's got the passion, the intensity. And I said, well, he's been hearing that for 20 years, you know, because I've prayed for my kids like that. And I've always been a pray-out-loud person. I've actually encouraged my church in the last two years, and they'll tell you, I've been encouraging them to pray louder than they usually pray. Last night on Wednesday night Bible study. It keeps you confident. It does. And I encourage I encourage our folks to start praying more out loud than they ever have and even increase the pace by which they pray. Because when you hear people pray, you learn a lot. There was another situation where I went to a another church had a had a prayer meeting and they invited me to come and be a part of it, okay? 
And so there's about 12 or 13 men and me, and I shared this story last night with my church. And so the pastor says, all right, gentlemen, I'm begin to pray. I only knew one way to pray. I got up, and I start pacing. I'm, I'm, I'm praying out loud. I'm thanking the Lord. And the guy goes, oh, Pastor Carverstone, what are you doing? I'm praying. Well, we, we, don't, we don't pray out loud. Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and and, and I, I'm like, you know, I was like a guest there. And, and so. We have to speak into the air. Yeah. And so, so that, okay. So I just start praying quietly and I'm pacing back and forth. And finally here, hey, brother, we just, we just sit quietly. So, okay. Wow. And so then I'm, I'm in the chair and I can't sit still. And I'm just, so as I'm praying, I'm, the chair starts doing this. <laughs> squeaking. It's, it's squeaking. And they're like, Brother, <laughs> you got to stop moving. And I said, how do you guys pray? Well, like this. And I said, so what are you praying about? Well, it's just the things that come to our mind. And I said, well, how can I agree with anything you're praying? That's right. Well, how how can I That's can right. I jump in? Because on Tuesday nights, we got a group. We had nine guys that were there, there Tuesday night. And we pray. You can probably hear us, you know, a couple of rooms down. We're not yelling or screaming. But there's one guy named Dave Hughes. He's a good friend. He's a board member of the treasurer of the church. When he starts to pray, I can say, yeah, Lord, I, pray, I agree with that. Well, I'm going to pray right. what Dave's praying, right. and we can Amen. agree. He'll hear me. Amen. Well, I've seen all the guys in that group have lifted up their volume level. It's not about volume. It's about being able to hear. And there's something about that upper room that I believe on the day of Pentecost, it was loud enough that the people in the courtyard heard what was going on. Okay, back to my question. What do you think is going to happen at the Solemn September Assembly? There's going to be an intensity and a passion for prayer that's going to be unleashed. You're going to see people throughout those hours that they're there <clears throat> begin to gain a greater confidence in prayer than they've ever had because they're going to hear other people praying and be able to understand they can pray about those things because there'll be slides and things we'll be praying. But I may pray differently about our president than you do. It doesn't mean we're wrong or different, but I may pray. You know, I'm not just going to pray for the safety of prayers. I pray for wisdom and the policies and the things that are going on. Um, you know, we, we had a historic peace agreement that was signed this last week. Amen. And many of the news agencies just globbed over it. You compare that to Bill Clinton, other people, other presidents who have worked with, with peace agreements. It was a week-long accolades, and we're going to monitor this live. And so there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things being slighted that are being done. Is our president perfect? Absolutely not. You can't name one that ever was. But... The thing is, Americans have forgotten. We don't elect a pastor. We elect a president. And a lot of times we put our ideas and our values. And, yes, they should be they should be wholesome, valued people. We want someone that supports pro-life. We want someone that supports biblical values. <clears throat> but we also understand those people are human, just like pastors. But the other thing I think we're going to see is, is a greater hunger to pray, a greater outpouring of the spirit in that place. I believe we're going to. I, I believe we're going to hear some prophetic words about where we are right now and what God's going to do to those that are there. I believe we'll t- will too because we have some very powerful prophets coming. I haven't even told you about them, introduced them to you, but yeah. Okay, so right, specifically, do you think that we will reach the finish line? Means when you said at the end of September we would stand victoriously, do you believe that we're going to be able to reach that? finish line to where we're going to be victorious, reclaim our nation, and put down and destroy the works of darkness. So a lot of these prophecies you've been given that are warning prophecies won't come to pass. One aspect of the dreams that I've had that God has been showing me is this. 
the end of September. That the, the September is a key event. It's a key moment. It prepares mm-hmm. the church. It wakes people up to get them ready for the next things that are coming. So that, because to, to the point that we can say, okay, we made it through September. We can make it through this thing that's coming, and this thing that's coming, mm-hmm. and this thing that's mm-hmm. coming. We know that whatever happens in the election is going to be contentious. We know that. Yes. Regardless of how we pray, yes, God answers prayer, God moves, and God keeps things. He holds things back. I firmly believe that God answers prayer. I firmly believe that God wants to move in our nation. But he's going to have to have a group of believers Amen. that say, we will stand with you, Lord. We'll ride with you. We will pray for you, with you. We will pray to you. We will, we will stand, and we will. And, and when we see things happening, um, the watchmen are going to call out and say, "Okay, this is coming. This is coming. We need to do something about what's coming." All right. Well, you can do something about it by going to watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. It is going to be this weekend. That's going to be Friday evening sundown to Sunday evening sundown. This weekend, Friday evening, sundown, Sunday, sundown, that's September 18, 19, and 20. September 18, 19, 20, watchmanstrumpet.com, watchmanstrumpet.com. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call cornerstoneassetmetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you.